Hi, and welcome to the Burning Ones podcast. Our desire is to see people all around the world burn for one name, Jesus. We pray that you experience the love and power of Him through this journey. Thank you for joining us, and may burning witnesses arise. I'm open up the Bible to Psalm 45. We're going to look at a verse in Psalm 45 that I believe really marks the day for us. And when I say for us, it's not an inclusive or exclusive term. Um, I mean all of us that belong to the Lamb. Um, I mean all of us as Jesus's family in the earth. Um, we understand there is one Jesus and there is one family that he has in the earth. We are one people, we are one body. There is one faith by which we have access to this victorious one, this worthy one, the lamb that was slain, the one who reigns forever, the son of man, resurrected, ascended, glorified forever. We are his ambassadors. We are his representatives. We are his family, his body, a corporate people, a company, a tribe, consecrated lovers, those of us that have pledged our allegiance to Jesus as King, now live in light of that powerful, beautiful reality and are a living demonstration of the age to come, the power of his kingdom come. And that's you and that's me. Um, so when I say us, um, if you are a part of that us, this redeemed and recreated version of humanity, um, this people from every tribe, nation, and tongue, um, this family, his body, to which he has been given to this body as the head, um, if you are a part of that us, then, then us, J join in with what I'm saying. Uh, a, a scripture in Psalm 45 that marks us. And what we're going to find is in Psalm 45, verse number 7. It says, For you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, um, has anointed you with the oil of joy above your fellows. Mm. Mm. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy above your fellows. Um, man, there's a lot of different ways to try to communicate what I believe is the main point today. Um, the main point at the end of the day, um, does who wins the election matter? If you live in America, you understand. We're, we're not minimizing the implications of the election. Um, that's pure nonsense. We're not minimizing the implications of who wins. We, we understand that there are real um, ramifications, if you would, to who wins. 
um, the policies, the legislation, all of that agenda, regardless of political party, regardless of allegiance or association or affiliation to either side. Um, we understand that there are very real things that are going to be put into practice. There are very real things that are going to be pushed forward. And we are as um, as I should say, as believers that live in America, we are going to feel the consequences of that. Um, we absolutely are. But that's not the main point. Um, it's, it's not the main point. Um, it's really not. Because at the end of the day, um, the main point is not all of the world's conversations that they've been able to create um, the main point is not all of the political narratives. Um, the main, th these are not the main point. Um, because you know as well as I do, and maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe I think this way. Um, and maybe the vast majority of folks don't really think this way. Um, but I do. Um, what is very heartbreaking to me and what is very real right now is politics has succeeded. It has succeeded. It has done exactly what it is designed to do. Um, it has succeeded. It has wielded a violent sword of division across our nation. The boundaries are very real. The sides are very clear. The allegiance is very strong. Um, our association with candidates and the animals that represent certain parties and the colors and all of the gatherings and all of the language and all of the indoctrination over time that comes through these different affiliations. Politics has done exactly what it is designed to do. Politics is not designed to bring people together. Politics is designed to create sides. Politics is designed to formulate language that creates division in order to rally support and to create endorsements that are going to create votes. This is what politics is designed to do. Um, and whether you understand the severity of how embarrassing it should be for us. Again, we're coming back to us. We're not talking about the rest of the world now. The rest of the world, they can fall to the wayside. The rest of the world, they can enjoy all of that hostility. The rest of the world, they can get swallowed up in all of these conversations and categories and they can get caught by the current of the political narrative and nonsense. But for you and I, for you and I as believers, for you and I that are a part of this family, um, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Um, and, and I'm telling you, you can come at me a um, hundred different ways with, with all your political nonsense and all the narratives and all of the endorsements and all of the left wing, right wing. Um, again, whether you're left wing, right wing, both wings are on the same bird. The whole bird is corrupt. The whole system is sick. The whole thing was constructed in order to celebrate and perpetuate division in our nation. Left wing, right wing, both wings, same bird, corruption, sickness, wickedness, sin. Um, sin. Yes, sin. Um, so for me, at the end of the day, the, the main thing is not what side 
of the political fence you fall on. Um, Because you do understand, uh, it's wild to me. Millions of believers reading the same book, but somehow coming away with a million different variations of who Jesus is, what he's like, and what his heart actually looks like when it gets embodied on the ground by a people that belong to him. A million different angles of what does he actually care about. Um... At the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. Uh, The psalmist says, because you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. We are a people who belong to the lamb. We are a people who love Jesus. We're a people who love Jesus. Um, Now hear me though, not your idea of Jesus, but Jesus. Um, Not the Americanized version of Jesus. Um, but Jesus, uh, now you might say the Americanized version of Jesus. Uh, yeah, your Americanized version of Jesus, who is the mascot for your political party. Um, Jesus is not the mascot for either political party. Um, Jesus is not the mascot for your denominational sphere or stream or structure or camp. Um, Jesus isn't going to come back. Uh, I think at the end of the age, we're going to be very surprised that Jesus is exactly who he revealed himself to be. Um, At the end of the age, he's not going to pull the rug out from underneath us and all of a sudden pop out of a jack-in-the-box and surprise us by who he is at the end of the age. You're not going to be able to say at the end of the age, man, I never saw you coming. Like, I never saw it coming. Like, who is this guy? Like, where did he come from? Man, you're not wearing my denominational jersey. Like, you didn't show up with, like, the hat of my stream or my camp. Like, you didn't come with an endorsement riding upon my political allegiance. Like, like, who are you? Where did you come from? You're not going to be able to say, I never saw it coming. Like, where did this guy come from? At the end of the age, the Son of Man is going to reveal himself as he revealed himself as he continues to reveal himself through his word. Um, And the thing that you have to consider today is, do you love him? Do you love him as he is? Do you love what he loves and do you hate what he hates? Because you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy. Let me tell you, there's an anointing for joy when you choose to side with Jesus. There's a fresh oil that gets smeared all over your life when you release all of the categories, when you step out of all of the divisive conversations, when you choose to pledge your allegiance primarily, ultimately, only, solely, wholly to the Lamb, to the Worthy One, to be a representative of Him, His kingship, His soon coming kingdom, to be a member of His family, to be an embodiment of that reality. Man, there's a fresh smearing of oil that comes upon your life when you release all of the designations, all of the associations, all of the worldly division, all of the worldly categories, all of the worldly narratives and nonsense. 
Again, do we understand that there are real implications to casting a vote because of the experience of what that's going to mean for us as believers in America? Obviously, we understand that. Obviously, we understand that. But what's not okay is the way that politics has divided us as a family. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Um, all you got to do is jump on social media for five minutes. Um, and you find out how people are slandering one another, criticizing one another, outright assaulting um, just completely divisive in nature. Uh, I, I understand that there's a lot of supposed fights to be fighting in our day. Uh, but what's not okay for me is those of us who enter into a worldly warfare and then we bear the spirit of the war by bearing the spirit of the world. Mm -hmm. um, that's not okay to me. When you enter into the fight but rather than bearing the nature of the lamb, you now bear the spirit of the world and you're being dragged into a fight and your divisiveness, your combative nature, your tyranny, your hostility, your outright ridicule of other people, regardless of association, regardless of affiliation, regardless, we are all a part of one family. And at the end of the day, politics has not only been able to wield a sword of division in our nation um, but for most of us um, it's wielded a sword of division in our churches um, it's wielded a sword of division in our families um, you got relatives right now that you can't even talk to because of who you plan to vote for you got people in your church right we're, we're family you got people in your church that you don't even know how to interact with right now because of the ideologies that are associated with either political category or affiliation. It's not all right and it should not be all right to you. Well, Mike, what do you mean by um, I bear the spirit of the world when I'm fighting for what I'm fighting? Um, let, let's use, uh, right, they're all issues to Jesus. Okay, we, we, we get that. Uh, I'm not going to let you box me um, in one of these little categories that politics has created. I'm not going to let you plant me and try to stick me to the board um, with one of your little post-it notes. Oh, you're this kind of guy. Oh, no, you're that kind of guy. Oh, no, nah, I get it. Like you fit into that category. Oh, no, I see where you are now. I, I understand how to, you know, how to categorize. I'm, I'm not going to let you do that to me. Why? Because I fit into a very interesting place in the conversation as a whole. Um, so when I bring up um, the issue of race in America, um, uh, how do I fit into an interesting space in that conversation? Um, my dad is a white guy from Northern Maine who's Irish and Scottish. All right, great. My mom was born and raised in Panama who has African uh, or as it's called Afro-Jamaican. Um, so Latino and Afro-Jamaican, which if you don't know, is black. Um, she was born and raised in another country and went through the immigration process in order to become 
a citizen of the United States upon marrying my dad who was in the military um, for 20 plus years. Um, what, what are you saying? I'm saying my dad is a white guy and I'm saying my mom is Latino and black who's also an immigrant. Um, do I care about immigration? Absolutely. Uh, do I care about um, black lives? Absolutely. Do I care about Latino lives? Absolutely. Do I care about white lives? Absolutely. Um, but let's just use the, the race conversation for one because they're all a big deal. Um, it, it's very interesting to me how in our day, uh, you can very easily enter into the fight, right? It, it's the fight. It's the struggle. Yo, like you don't understand. Like, man, it's the issue that I'm hanging my hat on. Like, I believe I got a conviction about it. Like, like Jesus has called me to, to be a voice. He's called me to, to enter into the discussion. Like, okay, cool. I, I get all that. Man, if that's what you feel, that's what you feel. Um, great. Do we love what he loves? Do we hate what he hates? Cool. But let me tell you what's not all right. What's not all right is when you enter into the struggle of racism on behalf of the lamb and end up becoming a racist while you're fighting the fight. Um, that's not all right. It's not okay. Um, when you begin to bear the spirit of the fight, when you begin to personify the worldly nature of the fight while you are supposedly trying to fight the good fight and put an end to the issue, um, you end up embodying the spirit of the issue and you're fighting racism, but you've become a racist in the process. What are we talking about? Politics is working. Politics is working. Um, so I didn't hop on today to talk about um, politics. I, I didn't jump on today um, to, as it's been deemed, uh, poke the bear with any of the, uh, the little hot button, one word, let's say um, clickbait um, type words right now. I didn't jump on to talk about laptops um, I didn't jump on to talk about emails. I didn't jump on to talk about um, the president being a racist. Uh, I didn't jump on. Th these are all conversations. Uh, I didn't jump on to talk about right now. Um, you know, uh, Christians only care about abortion. Christians only care about Israel. Christians don't care about lives. Um, once they're outside of the womb, it doesn't matter to them. You know, womb to the tomb and all this. There's a bunch of conversations right now. There's a bunch of of conversations right now and we are all aware of how divisive of how hostile the nature of these conversations are and the political narratives that are fueling these different conversations politics is winning it is succeeding in what it is designed to do it has been constructed in order to create allegiance by division and it is winning and if you can't see that um, if you can't see that, you're blind. I, I get it. I know how bad that sounds. Um, if you can't see that, you're blind. And I'm not saying that allegiance to Jesus works itself into this conversation nicely and neatly. Um, it doesn't. Um, do I love what he loves? Yeah, I want to love what he loves. I, I want to love what he loves. Um, but for that, I have to know him. Um, I have to know him. 
I can't just know the Americanized version of him. Um, I can't just know the political version of him that I've created in order to put a stamp of endorsement or a branding upon my own political views. Um, I can't just create my own denominational idea of him so that I can brand my own perspectives and opinions with a Jesus type language that would give me the energy in order to continue in my own ways. No, I have to forsake all of my own ways in order to look deeply into the face of Jesus, in order to be able to behold the lamb, in order to see him clearly and correctly. And I have to make a determination in my own heart. Do I really love Jesus? Do I really love Jesus? Or have I created an idea of him that I've fallen in love with? Have I created an idea of him that fits my own motivations? Have I created an idea of him that he just falls nicely and neatly into all of my own categories or all of my own preferential slots. He fits into my conversation, my Jesus that I have formed. He fits well into the ammunition that I use when I debate. He fits into the ammunition that I use when I argue. He fits into all of the categories that I choose whenever I jump into these conversations. Um, I have to make a decision. First off, do I actually know Jesus? And do I love him? Um, because l- let, me, let me tell you what is going to remain. What is going to remain tomorrow morning, uh, if it be tomorrow morning, um, if it be a month from now in the morning, Whenever we find out who wins, let me tell you what's going to remain. This is the decision that's going to remain. I'm going to have to get up and I'm going to have to behold the lamb. And I'm going to have to make an intentional decision. Am I going to love you today? Am I going to live for you today? Am I going to love what you love? Am I going to hate what you hate? You can't legislate morality. You can't legislate heart transformation. You can't legislate devotion to Jesus. You're going to have to get up. You are going to have to search your own heart. You are going to have to get with your husband. You are going to have to get with your wife. You are going to have to sit down with your children. And you're going to have to look at each other. And you're going to have to say, to one another and to him. You are king in our hearts. And we're going to live for you. We're going to love you. And as consequential as that may be, I'm willing to pay any price because I've counted that cost. I'm willing to go wherever that goes. I'm willing to bear whatever that is going to require me to bear. But what I cannot do is continue to fall subject to all of the divisiveness of the rulers of the age, powers and principalities, the hostility of the spirit of the air, all of the enemy's desires being formed and wielded against our nation. Um, Yes, to create 
hostility, yes. To create a current of chaos, yes. To further perpetuate the divide in our nation between people groups, yes. To continue to create categories and to continue um, to form all of this deep hatred and violence and suffering, um, yes. That may remain. But what's also going to remain is God's promise to his people that I am going to redeem a people from every tribe, every nation, every tongue. And I am forming a bride that is going to be bright. It's going to burn. It's going to be in love with me. I will have a people for myself that I will be glorified in the midst of. They're going to be redeemed. They're going to be recreated. A people that are going to be born again. That I'm going to put my spirit in them. And they're going to be in the world, but they're not going to be of it. That's what Jesus prayed in John 17, 16. We're going to be in it, but we're going to come out and be separate from it. That was Paul's charge in 2 Corinthians 6, 17. A people that are going to house God on the inside by his own spirit working powerfully in them. Knitting their hearts and lives together. Ephesians 2. We're no longer foreigners. We're no longer aliens. We're no longer subject to the spirit of the air and the influence of powers and principalities. But we have now been made an abiding place. We have now been made a family in the earth to host God. Our lives knit together, creating a habitation for God in the earth. This is us again to return to this us what is going to remain is us in the earth bearing upon our lives God's purpose bearing upon our lives God's promise bearing upon our lives all of the consequences of our allegiance to Jesus as king living in light of the hope of the gospel anchored deeply captured with a vision of the age to come you and I are going to remain um and we're going to remain Regardless of who wins, uh, we're going to remain um, regardless of who seems to get their way. Again, am I trivializing the implications of who wins? Not at all. Um, but let me, let me ask you something. Do I believe voting is important when you live in America? Sure, voting is very important when you live in America. Um, cool, right? We're, we're all cool? Cool. Um, but let me, let me ask you, um, there's no voting in the age to come. It's important right now, but there's no voting in the age to come. There's no election cycle in the age to come. There's no political affiliation in the age to come. What is there in the age to come? There's a beautiful man who's alive from the dead who suffered on our behalf, who laid down his own life, who wouldn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but was obedient unto the point of death, and who went into the grave and into the depths of hell for you and for me, so that he could have a family in the earth that would bear his image, 
that would not only adopt a language, but that would bear his image, that would be recreated and continually conformed into the image of this beautiful man, this suffering servant. He is the lamb that was slain. He is the lion of Judah in the age to come. Let me tell you what exists right now in the heavens is a beautiful man who reigns. He rules. He is seated. He is all authoritative. He is wonderful. He is majestic. He is all powerful and he is at rest. There's a man seated in the heavens right now. Not because he was elected. Although his father fully endorsed him. Not because he won more votes. There's a man seated in the heavens right now because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And you at some point are going to have to recognize all of the worldly warfare that we so easily succumb to and become a statistic of. Will you love what he loves? Will you love his people? Will you love what he's doing? Will you love what he loves? Will you hate what he hates? Um, I want to encourage you to take time today. Set aside intentional time. And pray. Pray. Um, pray to renew your allegiance to Jesus. Pray to consider the consequences of loving him well and living for him in the days to come. Pray as an individual. Pray with your spouse. Pray with your family. Pray um, with a handful of folks from your church family. Pray as a church in light of the real consideration of loving what he loves and hating what he hates. Um, at least that's what the psalmist says. Because you loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Now we hate wickedness. We love the wicked. We hate wickedness. Because you loved righteousness and hated wickedness, your God anointed you with the oil of joy. Let, let me ask you, do you have joy in these days? Has your life been smeared with the oil of joy? <laughs> um, is, is oil and joy um, one of the characteristics that has marked your life over these days, over these last months? Um, I, I promise you, when you love what he loves and hate what he hates because you love him, um, the spirit is going to mark you with joy. You're going to be smeared. But take time today and pray. Take time today and pray. Um, even tonight, why don't you, rather than fixing yourself to the television, maybe gluing yourself to the laptop, um, maybe having a constant scroll open of whatever your source of news and information might be, um, shut away from that stuff for a little while and sit somewhere with the Lord. And say, Lord, I want to love you. And I want to love what you love. I want to hate what you hate. Um, but there has to be something, Lord, that you do in me.
to where it's just not an embodiment of all the world's division to where it's just not me bearing the spirit of the world's warfare but where it's genuinely something by your spirit in me because I've seen you because I know you deeply, intimately Um, get together with some folks tonight and pray and pray for a fresh uprising of a people who would love Jesus in the days to come of a people who would pledge their allegiance to the lamb that was slain. Pray for God to have a people in our nation that he would be glorified in the midst of because they bear his image, because they love what he loves, they hate what he hates, because they are one family in the earth. Hear that, one family in the earth. They are one family in America. Uh, America, we've got a long ways to go before we are one family in our nation. Um, Not even necessarily just with all of the political division that we've so easily embraced. We've got much more work to do than just the political division. Uh, We've got the denominational division. We've got the theological division. We've got uh, much more work to do, but that God would be glorified in the midst of one family. One family. Man, that Jesus would have a people in our nation that would be one family. Not white church, not black church, not Filipino church, not Latino church. That he would have one church, that he would have one family, that he would have one bride separate from streams and camps, separate from all of its endorsements and allegiances, separate from all of the political divisions that go deep and wide, separate from all of the worldly chaos and all of the conversations and the nonsense. Oh, that the Lamb would have a family in our nation. One people. It's happening. It's happening. Um, The pressure and the pain of these days is putting us in a place where all of the divisions are being considered and they're being surrendered. They're being considered and they're being surrendered. Because there's one thing that's mattering. And it's allegiance to Jesus. Um, I want to encourage you to take some time tonight. And to really get somewhere and pray. And to say, Lord, man, maybe I've been caught up, maybe really deeply, in all of the crazy chaos. Maybe I've been so deeply wound up in it that I, that I haven't even realized how much it's affected my heart because I've just put such a Jesus spin on the language and I've just put such a, su- such a, such a stamp of approval on my slant, on my entry point, on all of the chaos. Maybe I've done, maybe I've done that. And I haven't even realized it right now um, because it's not okay to enter into the fight right uh, again, supposedly 
Um, and again, granted, this is whatever your entry point is into the fight, um, as we have felt called to the fight. Um, it's not all right to jump into the fight and to bear the spirit of the fight the world's way. The world's way. Um, get somewhere and figure out where you are in all of this. Figure out where you are in all of this. How you've endorsed your hatred of people because they don't align with your political ideology. And, and again, I'm not talking about folks in the world. That, that is what it is. I'm talking about as believers. I'm talking about as a family that is supposed to represent Jesus. I'm talking about as a community, as a church, as a people of faith, one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one body. I'm talking about us. Really search your heart and figure out, man, have you okayed? Have you signed off? Have you endorsed hatred? Have you endorsed division and criticism and slander and assassination? Man, I see even leaders all of you. Again, all you got to do is spend five minutes on social media. Leaders endorsing division and criticism and, and hatred. You, you, you get the point. Um, we can't take up what we call Jesus's fight in a worldly way. Um, we, we can't take up his fight the world's way. Um, and again, if you start with something that belongs to the world, you're always going to have trouble trying to wrestle Jesus into it. That's why you don't start with things that belong to the world. That's why you don't start with um, all of the systems and the structures and the politics and all of the conversations that belong to you don't start there. You start with him. And you start by looking deeply into his face. Um, by looking deeply into his face. By beholding the lamb. You, you start with him. And then you realize we belong to him. And what does that actually look like as it gets lived out in the earth? What does it look like as it gets lived out in the earth? What does it look like as you live for him, as you honor him, and as you love him well? What does it look like? Um, because you cannot make gospel something that only belongs to America. You, you can't. And I don't really care um, whether we like the implications of that or not. 
You can't make it gospel if it only belongs to America. Um, you can't. We have to live for the Lamb, not for American politics. We have to live for the Lamb, not for all of America's conversations and its opinions and its persuasions uh, of how they want to form what Christians should be, the way they should behave. Um, you have to get somewhere in your own heart and with your family and make a decision. Am I going to live for Jesus? Am I going to live for Jesus his way? And am I going to stop trying to maybe pull him into all of the categories and the conversations that I'm using in order to champion my own category or cause and all of the branding of language. This is where we are as a people. And this is what's not going away. It's not going away. Regardless of who wins, whether tonight, whether a month from now, um, there are some very fierce lines that have been drawn and it's not going away overnight. The division, the hostility, the pain in our nation, politics is winning. It's not going away overnight. It's not going away anytime soon. And there is a confrontation in the days ahead and it is going to require a real consideration of will you be willing to love him when everything is on the line? You're going to have to pray your way into that place because it may not come easy and it may not come quick. Um, but the consideration of it is coming. And stuff hasn't even necessarily gotten as bad as it's going to get. Um, on this election day or the beginning of the election process, get with folks and pray. Shut everything else off and get before the face of Jesus. Lord, what is it going to look like for a people in the earth to forsake all of the way that America as a nation has set up to effectively divide us as a people? Lord, what is it going to take in order for your family to rally together? What is it going to take in order for the beauty and the power of your family in our nation to begin to rise and to become a hope-filled people in the earth? Lord, for the most part right now, people don't even take us seriously because we're just like the rest of the world. We're in the world, but in many ways we are of the world. Lord, what is it going to take? But I'm asking you, Lord, today 
on this November 3rd, 2020, when all of the stakes seem to be very high, when the urgency of the hour, when the critical window of history that we seem to be fitted for by the nature of us being alive for such a time as this. Um, Lord, there are many that are saying that this is the most important election of our generation. Um, but Lord, could that be for reasons that we have not considered yet? Could it be for other reasons than just the issue of abortion, just the issue of racism and segregation, just the issue of whatever our political slash denominational conversation has created. Could it be because there is a dividing line in the sand that the world has drawn and it is dragged the church across? Um, could it be because, Lord, you are dealing with the division in your body? Could it be because you are dealing with the hatred and the hostility and all of the spirit of the world that has gotten into your family? Could it be because you are done with all of the images and the mirages and the filters and all of the corruption and all of the suffering that your body has entertained and leveraged because of the political affiliation and the financial corruption? Could it be because you are purging your bride in these days and this is the most pronounced window in our generation when all of it has become visible? Um, could it be, Lord, that these are days that are very important, but for reasons that we have not yet considered? Um, thank you, King Jesus, that you are going to be glorified in our nation. Um, you're going to be glorified in our nation. And it doesn't matter who's in office because the lamb is on the throne. Um. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to have your way. Thank you, Lord, that your purposes are not going to be derailed. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to have a victorious people in this nation. Thank you, Lord, that your family that a born-again, recreated, and redeemed people in this nation are going to rise to the surface. Thank you, King Jesus, that the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us is just as real as it has ever been. Um, but I'm asking you, Lord, grip your people today and bring them face-to-face -face with you and help us, Lord, today. Help us, Lord, tomorrow to decide are we going to love you your way um i just want to encourage you get into this book stop reading it with your political lens stop reading it with your denominational lens stop reading it 
with the lens of your stream. Stop reading it with the lens of your camp. Stop reading it with the lens of all of your uh, maybe even historical embraced ideologies and all of the slants and all of the conversations that have raised us over time. Stop reading it that way. Read this book. Find the face of Jesus. Um, you are not reading this to further inform your own viewpoint of who you want him to be. There is a radical confrontation with who he is that awaits you as you get into this book and read it by the Spirit. When you read this book by the Spirit, there is a radical confrontation with Jesus that awaits us. And he is who he is. And he is unchanging and he is ever unveiling himself when we come to this book. In order to love him, we have to know him. And in order to know him, you must get into this book so that he can reveal himself in our hearts as he is and not simply or only as we want him to be. Get into this word. Get into the place of prayer and say, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Because I want to know you, I want to love you, I want to love what you love, I want to hate what you hate. And in order for me to do that, I have to know you as a real person. Um, that's where we are. That's where we are. That's where we are individually. That's where we are as a family. Um, my family is going to get together with folks tonight and pray. Lord, do something in our hearts. We want to be a people that are going to be committed to you, that are going to be willing to live for you, that are going to love you and honor you, that are going to allow our hearts to be aligned with you and your kingdom, your family in our nation. This is what we want. Um, and I encourage you to do the same. So, as we do that, I pray that the Lord would smear your life with the oil of joy and that you would be able to get up tomorrow with joy to love Jesus and to live for him in light of whatever it may be that is before us as a family in this nation, believers in this nation. Um, may the Lord freshly smear you with the oil of joy. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We pray that it has fanned into flame the love that you have for him. If you would like more information about Burning Ones, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, visit our website, burningones.org, or download our app.